Pizza? Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. It is the 25th anniversary of one of the most well-known albums of the second renaissance of music of Hawaii in the 1990s. The album Acoustic Soul would bring such hits as Sitting around Waiting for you Sitting near in limbo Like a bird without a song Shine on Shine on and the number one hit song, Island Style. On the island, we do it island style. That song there brings a sense of pride for those who live in Hawaii and a sense of homesick and nostalgia for those that are far away from home. I'm Billy V, and this is Island Beat. And we're talking with John Cruz about the anniversary celebration and statewide tour. We you know, were going to do it last year, but it, you know... Okay, it was so, a pandemic city, so we uh, held off till now. Okay, so we're not counting that, so we'll call it the 25th anniversary, and it's right. a celebration. So let's go back in the day for a little bit and mm. talk about where were you 25 years ago? What was your mindset? What was life like for you before recording the album? Um, well, I just returned from uh, living on the East Coast. Came back home to Hawaii and, uh, you know, pretty much got off the plane and boom, I was in my brother's band. Wow, Ernie Cruz Jr. Yeah, and and Troy Fernandez. I was in Kyle Crater Boys like instantly. So it was like, you know, what a welcome home, you know. And um, so yeah, playing, doing gigs with them, and then I was started doing solo gigs, um, and then uh, you know the songs were already getting played for. I mean, you were there for mo most of the time, getting played to you know at the Shell at big concerts, and people were loving the music already. So. Uh, you know, going in and recording the record, I, just, I was just hoping I'm not going to screw up, you know, because you know, people were already loving the song. So I was like, oh, God. But uh, let's go back a little bit further. Yeah. So where were you when you started writing this song, Island Style? Oh, that song. I was still living in New York City, actually, at the time, mm -hmm. living in New York City. And, um, you know, Ernie would always keep me informed about the local music because when I left, there was no FM 100. There was none of that. You know, only only local bands got played on KCCN AM. Right. And other than that, you know, maybe CNK, Kalapana would get played on, Olamana would get maybe some play on, I don't even know which station it was, you mm. know, a couple of stations, maybe Crater, I don't even know if Crater, but you know what I mean? Right. So there wasn't much, uh, it was kind of, in my eyes, kind of bleak, you know, so when I left, you know, Ernie would be saying, oh, wow, there's radio now, they play like local music, you know, and, and, and so he'd send me all the latest uh releases oh you know the kind of yeah they came out with an album bro it's cool he'd send it to me when i was living in uh the east coast so I, you know i was like okay so i just so i would keep up with things so that when i would come home to visit you know i would you you're know, in the know I, i'm in the know yeah and so uh yeah one time he sent me uh and it was all you know um i don't know i i, I kept i kept wanting to hear something that to me because jawayan was just coming in when I left. Mm -hmm. And as much as I love, you know, Marley and all that stuff, the, just uh, the, what was going on with it in Hawaii, I wasn't, didn't excite me that much because um, I was still stuck in the 70s. Right. With, you know, Country Comfort, Olamana, just the vibe of that was just, you know, 
was just there. So Ernie sent me, there was one time where he said, oh man, you know, like I'm working on this album. I'm like, it sounds pretty good. He called it Techno Slack. Yeah, he was like, yeah, it's like, there's Slack Key, there's Olelo Hawaii, but there's like drum machines and stuff. It's kind of a cool mix. And he told me that all these singers were singing on it. Hawaiian-style band. Wow, okay. That's what he described it to me as Techno Slack. And he said, oh, yeah, me, brother, oh, yeah, yes, you know. And it, it, at first, it started just as a commercial, I guess. It was a commercial. Uh, that, local um, motion. Local motion. Right. Hawaiian style, their new brand. Right. So I was like, wow, like intrigued. I was looking forward to this cassette coming in the mail. But when it came, I put it on. It was like, give a little. And I was just, I, I don't know. It just, I guess I didn't like the techno part of it. <laughs> you know, the, uh, other than that, the slack, I mean, everything else I dug. But that, that sort of. Got me thinking, well, you know, what was I expecting to hear? Or what did I want to hear? Mm. You know, and right, right at that exact moment when I thought that, on the island, just started coming through my head. We do it island style. I said, that's it right there. From the mountain to the ocean, from the women to the ocean. And that was just, it just like wrote itself just about the mamas in the kitchen cooking just came right out. That much of it. I had that then, you know. Fast forward a year later or half a year later, I come home to visit to help Ernie record his album, his solo album. I was only coming home for a little while just to help Ernie record his album. Right. So I get home. Two weeks later, I'm still like, when we're going in the studio? And when, when? He's like, oh, oh well, just, just, just chill out. Just chill out. So I was chilling out at Ern's house all day while he would be at work. One morning he, before he leaves for work, 4.30 he wake up. He's got to leave the house at about 5 in the morning to go work down the docks. He showed me this, uh, the, the uh, drop C uh, uh, slack tuning. Right. The, open, the, the, the tarot patch with the low C. Right before he left, he showed me the little thing. I said, what? Because I never really played slack, Hawaiian-style slack T. I mean, I'd been playing, like, open tuning for blues and stuff. Right, right. on the East Coast. He showed me the few basic licks. I was like, holy <laughs> He went to work. I sat there all day playing that stuff and, you know, because uh, Island Style didn't ha- it didn't have that exact feel. Right. It had a different feel, but I was all, all home all, uh, all day doing that slack key thing with the drop C and wrote the grandma's verse. So when he came home from work, I was like, check this out, boo. <laughs> I laid it on him. He was like, whoa. <laughs> Did that change things after that came out? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, uh, yeah, it changed things because... Uh, um, up to that point, as far as um, my music, I had been um, playing and recording music on the, on, on the mainland with bands, you know, never really just my music, me making the decisions and all this. I was always a part of some group or working with a producer who was making decisions and stuff and just kind of, I had never really um, done something that was, you know, so well received and that stank so much of me, you know? Um, so it was a sort of, it was a, um, it was a, um, you know, it was an acknowledgement that, uh, uh, that my instincts were good, mm. you know, for me. So that was a big one for me because uh, up to that point, I had been frustrated with, um, as far as with recorded music, recording my own music. You are definitely different from many other artists. Not, not to say that we clump them all together, but... You have a distinct sound. You always have a distinct message. Mm-hmm. For those that are discovering John Cruz, what is that John Cruz feel? What is that John Cruz message? Well, 
the as far as the sound and the feel, it harks back to that. I mean, to I mean, country comfort, Olomana. I think um, that just feels and sounds to me like a good period of music because I, you know, I we listen to music constantly at my home at at my house. You know, always had records on a turntable and whatnot, and. Um, I just knew what, you know, you know, you don't want, for me, I don't want people to listen to my music, even though when you're recording it, you're like, you know, really focusing on what this track sounds like and stuff. Really, ideally, you want somebody to feel something, you know? And for me, when music comes on that I like, I feel good. Maybe the third time I listen to it, now I'm listening to it with my ears, but at first, it just feels good. And so... That's what I was trying to make with that first album was uh, um, I wanted to make something that felt good, that felt like like home, you know, for me, musical home. And uh, for me, musical home is, uh, you know, back in the 70s. Let's talk about your musical home for a couple of minutes here. That is the talented Cruz family. Mm -hmm. There must have been music always in that house. Oh, yeah. You know, like that first, first mama's in the kitchen cooking dinner real nice. Well, the, you know, that was the, that was the lyrics that came out, but the thought there is mom's cooking dinner, my sister's sitting on the couch harmonizing to whatever my mom happens to be singing, not consciously, but, you know, mom's just humming some song, my sister's harmonizing, I'm outside in the yard fixing my bike, I can hear it in, and I'm harmonizing to that, and just, it's just music was always just, it wasn't even special, you know, it's just something that happened all the time at my house, it was like, like natural stuff that happened, um, and then of course, you know, you go family parties or whatever, and okay, get the cruises up there, sing some songs, and then that's when it would kind of turn into something, I don't know, either special or weird or whatever, you know, when it's like, okay, now get up and sing, you know. Mm. Like, don't come in a party because you guys close dirty, but when come time for singing, you guys can come in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? My mom was the youngest of, you know, her siblings, and she was kind of hard-headed, so, you know, we were the youngest of all our cousins, and we were kind of hard-hit and whatnot. So, like, you know, it was, uh, music was kind of like our saving grace, you know, because uh, uh, it, it, it um, and still, music does that, you know what I mean? Music is always uh, something that can uh, make the borders disappear, make the differences disappear, and uh, just kind of... Uh, of course, according to my in. uncle, that's if you play Hawaiian music. <laughs> <laughs> now, you have, I, I think from what I've felt, your tightest bond has to be probably with your brother Ernie. Yeah. Yep. It's weird how things, because early on he was my mentor. You know? Uh, in fact, when I was on the East Coast, you know, I was sent, I was sort of like on the reconnaissance mission. I got things set up there. I had a, you know, a little, I had a, you know, a view of what was going on. And Ernie was on his way to come up to the East Coast. And we were going to be a team jam. I mean, we we're going to take, you know, just go. Mm. And so uh, I got a place, you know, I was working, uh, you know, full-time uh, painting houses and stuff. I got my own place, you know, a basement apartment, but, you know, it would be enough for me and Ernie. And I'd already, like, checked out the music scene, was starting, you know, to uh, get a sense of what was going on. And I realized quickly that there's not that many people 
who can harmonize, you know, uh, where I was, you know, um, not a lot of singers and not a lot of harmony. And I just knew, I was like, oh my God, my brother, I tell him my musician friends up there, my brother Ernie's gonna get up here, it's gonna be all over, gang. You know what I mean? Because we sang so well together. And so he was on his way, okay, boom, jumping on a plane, heading to the West Coast. They were gonna buy a van, him and his buddy, buy a van and drive to Massachusetts where I was. That sounds so Ernie. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know. Oh, what? When you guys, you know, well, we didn't leave California yet. You know, we, uh, we, hey, we got a couple gigs. We need gas money, you know. And so, and then, you know, he'd give me reports. I kept thinking, like, he's going to be here in a week, you know what I mean, or whatever. And, and it would be like, oh, boo, guess what? Well, we stopped in Colorado for a little while because we met, you know, Jim Messina, and he told us this and that and the other thing. So he never made it out east. He got, he kind of stopped in uh, Colorado and, um, uh, Stopped for a two-week gig and stayed there. Um, and so, like, we've talked about that, uh, you know, uh, many years later. And he's like, wow, you know, like, uh, how he's like, I, I wish I, I, wish I would have just, you know, made it out there, you know. Um, I wish he would have, too. You know, things certainly would be a lot different. But, um, you know, it is what it is. It is. And... Uh, you know, I always look forward to coming home and playing with them because I knew it was just going to be so natural, you know. Like one time when I came home from the East Coast, usually I'd come home, I'd plan to come home for a week. After three days, you know, first come home, okay, come home, boom, sang at Ernie's house. Next day, go to my mother's house or go grandma's house, whatnot, and then, you know, go down the beach, hang out with the boys, and then, like, I want to go back already. You know what I mean? I'm all itching to go back, you know. <laughs> and to go and, and share what you've done with all of them. Yeah. You've got another catalog yeah, Exactly. Go. And, you know, of course, rainbows. Got to go rainbows, you know, right. plate launch. And then, like, I'll be ready to go back east. You know, like, let's go. Or, you know what I mean? When, um, but then uh, one time I came home, and uh, there was this little bar on Algeroba Street, Celebrity Bar and Grill. Oh, Yes. Little like Korean, I guess it used to be a Korean bar or something. Yes. It was like a half Korean bar, half live music place. <laughs> it was this little place, and they had solos and duos. And at the time, Ernie was like, yeah, boo, I'm playing like, I play like, I think Wednesday nights. And it's like, yeah, Monday night is like, Mackie does solo. Tuesday night, Milani does solo. Thursday nights, Henry's playing solo. You know, like, all of the people who I grew up, like, who are the guys? You know, mm. we're playing there. And my brother had a solo gig there. I was like, wow, so couldn't wait to get home. So when I got home, I ended up staying home for, like, four months. And we played there, like, every week. You know, I think it went up to, like, we had maybe two nights a week at some point. And it was just this little hub of, uh, you know, of uh, uh, singers, songwriters that were just, you know, uh, it was awesome. Um, and then, of course, when we weren't playing, we'd go check out Henry. I think Henry played Friday nights at Mililani, uh uh, Chucks or uh, Buzzes? No. No. Um, uh, oh, I you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He played Friday nights down there solo, so we'd go sit in with him or like, uh, you know, Mackie and Milani. I guess the band wasn't together at that point. It was a little period when Kalapana wasn't together. Right. You know, so we were, yeah, it was a blast. Uh, um, me and Ern were doing our power duel. That's when, uh, um, uh, that's when I think I was mainly a bass player on the East Coast. I mainly played bass. So, like, that's when I was, you know, we were doing this duo gig with me on bass and him on guitar. Every once in a while, we'd switch off. But um, 
and I had already been writing songs up there, so we were doing some of that material and just having a blast, you know, like just, um, yeah, just having a blast. Uh, and then I, you know, eventually I went back to the East Coast. But that that period of the that three months of playing with him there, that kind of solidified like you're coming to the East Coast. He was like, "Boo, I'm coming," you know, and. Uh, yeah, so getting back to your question, yeah, I'm mo- I was most close with Ernie just because um, cause my dad was a singer. Like, Ernie, as soon as, I mean, I mean, he was always playing music, you know, but then when he, after he graduated high school, boom, he moved up to the Big Island. He was gigging with my dad. He was gigging with my dad. He was gigging with Moses and George Kahumoku in a group. He was doing solo gigs. He was, like, doing what I wanted to do, you know? So I was like, Wow. You know, and I was still, what, 15 or something. Um, uh, a junior rocker, as he would say, you know, trying to wet, uh, wet my whistle. You know, um, I, I want to ask you, you have TV show special. Yeah. Tell me about that for a little bit. We're pretty much focusing on the record, on Acoustic Soul, that time period, you know, um, what was going on in the music scene back then, uh, uh, what you know, where I was at with my music. Um, and of course the album itself, I go, uh, you know, go pretty much song by song. And I, you know, play a little piece of the song. I tell a little bit about it. And then, um, we got John Woodhouse, who's a a music writer who lives on Maui interviewing me, um, asking all the, you know, all the pertinent questions and, uh, yeah, interspersing that with historical footage and, you know, uh, Video clips from back then, you know, pictures from the clubs, pictures from wherever. So it's like, uh, certainly stirs up some ghosts for me. I'm sure it will a few of you other people, but uh, but it was good fun, you know. Um, and uh, I think uh, it just helped uh, me get a little more long-winded, if I'm not enough, you know, about certain songs and about, um, you know, some people who... Uh, it's interesting because there's... Uh, I look at like the streaming stuff that I get back, like the numbers and stuff. It's like, you know, Island Style's got like this many streams this quarter or something, and all the other songs get like two, three, six. You know what I mean? Island Style's got like a thousand. So it's like, uh, it's just. But I know some of those other songs people love, mm. you know. And so like, uh, it gives a chance for me to uh, go a little bit more into detail about what inspired the songs or whatever, what how they came about being recorded and sung. Uh, uh, it's nice to be um, uh, that this record touched so many people in the way it has because to this day I mean when we were filming the thing the, one of the film, camera operators like had this great island style story you know what I mean like through the years how many how many stories I've heard from people about that song you know just like either how they first heard it or how it was a big part of making them move to Hawaii sorry people but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come up with another song. Move home. You know what I mean? I'm going to come up with another home, uh, song about how Montana is beautiful. You know? But, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's just uh, that in itself, just the stories alone and just how, how, it, uh, how it touched people. Oh, I remember, like, when it first came out, people used to, like, they were so adamant. The song was so loved. Like, I would have I'd play that one luau, family party or something. And, like, it'd be like... Two factions of the, this family, you know, somebody, you know, these people who would hire me, this, this party would be like, okay, tell us now, is it Lomi Salmon on the ice or Lomi Salmon with the ice? And it'd be like everybody waiting to hear the answer, right? I'd be like, um, 
whatever, whatever you wanted to be. <laughs> but like Lomi Seven with the ice. See, I told you. <laughs> Still to this day, like you know, people are probably uh, schlepping Lomi Salmon on their rice and love you going like, oh, John Cruz, so cool. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and the debate continues. Debate, the debate continues. Yeah, sometimes people come up to me and go, you know, in, or, you know, uh, not necessarily island style, but some song. Like, you know, in that song when you say this, and they'll they'll say some line, some phrase in in a song, and I'll be like, yeah, oh, I love the song when when you talk about like what were you thinking then? And I'm thinking like I have no idea what you're talking about. Those lyrics aren't in the song. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, take this. Somebody asked me once. So then, at the end of Limbo, what is the significance of the phone ringing? And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? The phone ringing. I mean, because like I was thinking that has to do it. It goes into this philosophical thing about why I, is the phone ringing at the end of Limbo? I have no idea what they're talking about. I listen to the freaking song. I listen to the song. Finally, one day, I'm listening to this song, to Limbo. Sure enough, at the very end of the song, toward the end, there's a phone ringing in it. <laughs> you had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea there's a phone ringing in the song. I, still to this day, I don't know how a phone could be ringing in that song. Your fans are listening so intently to your music. Have and you your ever heard that, that phone ringing in that song? I don't think no. so. This person was all philosophical. It probably, you know, has something to do with, you know, your longing for this and like that's the call that's coming in when you're, you know, you're, you know. Uh... And then, of course, you're making a record. You're listening so intently to the damn thing. I know every note that's played on that record because I played most of them. <laughs> sure enough, there's a phone ringing at the end of that song. <laughs> I, I have no idea where that came from. Wow. Okay. Like you could, like, it's not. Ring, like you know, could have been made by a keyboard or something like that. No, it's like one of those. Anyway, what is John Cruz's life like these days? You're on the island of Maui. Mm -hmm. How was life for you? Life is great. First of all, I live up in Kula, and nobody comes my house, <laughs> <laughs> which is so awesome. I mean. I used to live on Diamond Head Road, you know, when everybody got, used to come to your house. Hey, I'd be sitting in my living room Sunday afternoon watching football. People who I don't know would just come walking in the door saying, Oh, hey, how's it? I heard you on party over here. Get the f out of my house. <laughs> but no, I was quite social back then. Yeah. And, um, and now I'm not, which is wonderful. I have a son now, I have a three and a half year old son. Um, I spent a lot of time with him and he's awesome. Um, of course, um, I have three older kids. Uh, I reconnected recently with my oldest son, um, Lono and uh, he's 21 and he has a son. So I'm a grandfather. Wow. So that is awesome. Uh, he lives here on Oahu. Um, two older, da two daughters also, they're both in college on, uh, in Oregon. Um, and so that's, uh, and I never got the chance to spend that time with them, you know, early on in their, you know, well, for most of their life. So it's awesome to be uh, seeing what I missed out on now with, with my son, uh, Zane. 
and I'm just having a blast, you know. Um, uh, I fish, go fishing when I like. Um, I have a workshop that I can keep messy. You know what I mean? I repair instruments. I do little projects around the house. It's just, you know, just like regular stuff, you know. I mean, for so many years, it's funny, like, throughout the years, you know, because I chose the path that I chose, you know, I would run into friends who, you know, like, we were all, that was the gang, you know, my gang. And, like, you know, like, wow, one of them come pulling up a brand new truck, you know, he's doing this, he works over here, he's been working there for 10 years or 15 years, and, you know, he's got kids and all this kind of stuff. And at the time, like, I was 30, I never had kids, you know, and I'm just like, wow, you know, sometimes just wondering what it would be like if, you know, to do that, right? But um, uh, no regrets, you know what I mean? Because I've chose the life I've chosen and it's been a wonderful life. And it's uh, basically, I'm lucky because music allowed me um, a chance to be free. You know, the freedom to make my own choices, freedom to make decisions, what I want to do, how I want to do it. Um, basically working for myself in, in, in a sense. Um, and extend that, actually working for my fans, really, because they keep me alive. They pay my bills and stuff, you know. People who come to shows or who uh, continue to stream my music or whatever, those are the people who, that allow me to do what I do. So a lot of thanks to the people out there who have, you know, supported my music you one of the main ones big ones from the get-go um it's uh been fantastic i got a lot of stuff already recorded i've i got stuff that i recorded like back in like 2008 2009 that hasn't been released you know and all that stuff was sort of in limbo but you know what's great is that um you know myself my brother ernie and my brother guy were the ones who mainly were diving into music full on. Right. Um, as you know, I, and my dad, who did it all his life, I lost those three. Uh, but lately, my brother Tony, uh, who he never really was uh, someone who was, you know, all in with music like myself, Ernie, and Guy were, but uh, he's retired now, and he's, you know, he's looking to get on stage a lot more. And I'm getting him on stage, and I've um, been enjoying it, loving it, because he's a great singer. Um, trying to get him to uh, just experience some of the other things that, you know, he needs to uh, work on, uh, uh, like singing loud enough in the <laughs> microphone. He's like, hey, you turn up the microphone. He goes more back. Yeah. Um, you, you, you see that. But I love it playing with him. Blaine, I sing. How do you like playing with Blaine? I love playing with Blaine. Um, you know, uh, no, tell him I said that. No, no. no because Blaine... Uh, <laughs> Blaine blends with our voice. I mean, the blend of the vocals is so cool. He sounds like Ernie, you know, I, 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 like eerily like Ernie, you know. I remember actually. I remember the first time I actually was on stage jamming with him. I was at a party. We, we, I sat in, or he sat in with me. We were on stage. We started playing some songs. I was getting full on chicken skin because it it seemed to me. I didn't really know him that well, Blaine, too, at that time. It was like he was channeling Ernie, literally. I was like, wow, and I just felt the whole rush. I'm looking at this guy, I'm going, this freaking young punk. Wow. After that, you know, since then, you know, soon after that, jammed with him again, got to know him, talk story with him. I had no idea that 
my brother Ernie mentored him. Totally makes sense. He really looked up, loved Ernie. I can, you know, you know, like I remember when his album first came out. I had a couple of people contact me. Said, "You heard this guy? You heard this guy? He trying to rip off Ernie?" And I was like, "I." I said he did a cover of one of Ern's songs. You know what's the big deal about that? He thought he did a good version, but I guess people were feeling the same thing. Like his, his like. She's too influenced by Ernie. But no, he's not too influenced. I mean, after talking to him, I realized that when he told me he's 12 years old, 13 years old, he used to, the father used to take him to Ernie's house and say, okay, bye, see you in a day or two. Wow. So Ernie really um, was responsible for forming, like, you know, uh, forming part of his uh, uh, musical thing. And I, 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 thanks, Ern, for that because it's wonderful. <laughs> And you're looking forward to getting out on the road. Yep, looking forward to getting out on the road and singing these songs with uh, uh, with Blaine and Tony and a few special guests uh, here and there. All right. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Yeah, thank you. Happy anniversary, baby. Got you on my mind. Mahalo to our guest and mahalo to you for listening to Island Beat. Just a reminder, catch my live stream Friday afternoons at 3 p.m. Hawaiian Standard Time on YouTube.com slash Billy V and listen to any of our shows anytime and anywhere you go. Head to HawaiiNewsNow.com slash podcasts. Malamapono. Aloha ahuiho. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza. Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha.